No, definitely not better than Seattle Coffee, but it's it's really good. I'm well, I joined the I joined a coffee subscription club and they send me like a a different country every month and and this one was Ecuador I think. Uh, ah, Nambia. Oh, which is more high class than all of us. Mozambique, I think. Some yeah. one, of, one of those coffee growing countries. I said if you can't travel the world, just drink the coffee around it. Exactly. If I can't, yeah. I'll, I'll probably. I'll probably never make it to Africa if I'm being honest. Maybe Egypt. I don't know if I Your your audio is like not not good. Your audio is not good. No, my audio is great. Uh, my audio's hold on. Let me figure this out. I'm back to doing this whole thing again. Give me a second here. <laughs> Life greater than fiction, I'll be honest. Uh, that, that it that it is. How's that audio? Is that any better? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Cool, because I didn't do anything. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Excellent. I was yeah, I was going to turn on the Wi-Fi, but, uh, or the Wi-Fi, but I don't even know if uh, Corey has Wi-Fi, if I'm being honest. Oh, that's right. You're back at Corey's house. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, life has been, uh, it's been a weird 48 hours. Real weird 48 hours. So, but yeah, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's hard not to feel claustrophobic with all the compressed sadness in this apartment. <laughs> wait, wait, let me, let me see. Oh, oh, God, hold on. You ready for the tour? So, this is what I walked into. Oh my god, why is there trash just strewn all about? And the Viking altar. Oh my god, that's so gross. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, to even get on the couch, that bag of trash, I was like, listen, I bagged it up, you gotta carry it out. He's like, it's fine in the corner. Are you, are you serious? Who lives yeah. like this? Uh, Corey does. Uh, you know what that is? That's just, that's just white privilege. Uh, I don't think that's white privilege. I just think that's pure laziness, and every race has it everybody has yeah okay <laughs> I, I don't know man maybe he's just doesn't feel determined or uh yeah no i can't put my finger on it determined to like you know just not be a, a messy pig i think maybe it's just easier to throw your empty trash on the ground and step over it than it is to carry <laughs> the dumpster which by the way is literally across the parking lot like all, like you just literally walk right across the parking lot and there it is <laughs> yeah yeah this is a depressing time in my life man <laughs> yeah laugh it up oh my uh, god it's so ridiculous so bad hold, hold on man does he even own does he own like a trash receptacle that you he can gather oh, trash on, in hold on. hold on you ready for the kitchen yeah, yeah I'm, I'm ready i'm ready slow-mo moves oh my god oh my god oh there is a trash can oh my what? Oh my God! Why? Oh, why is there, there's so many dishes just strewn about? I couldn't tell you. I don't have those answers. Oh. Are you ready for the bathroom? No, no. Here it comes. Is that? Oh, oh, oh my God! Is that and, black mold or is that just shit, shit caked toilet? And, and lastly, oh my god, what? the closet's destroyed. I don't get it. He's got like huts that he's building. Holy shit. Who lives like this? This guy does. He's like homeless in a home. In a home, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm literally homeless, but you know, I don't. <laughs> Just fucking shit strewn everywhere that nobody should live. Nobody should live like that. Oh, this person should.
if, if he had if he had children, I would call CPS immediately. <laughs> I probably if I had any other options, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> like I, I honestly was like, you know, the Durango's back seat folds down. And <laughs> I said a thirty nine dollar air mattress at Walmart's not that big of an investment. Um, true. Yeah, but then I really am living that transient hobo lifestyle that I get accused of. Hey, you know what? It's temporary. God works in mysterious ways, so I've been told. Well, you know what? On that note, yeah, let's talk about the last 48 hours. Do you want to talk about the last 48 hours? Yeah, I think uh, I think I do, as long as we don't publish this before Thursday. Okay, I'll publish it on Thursday. Okay. So night. Uh, Thursday night. Yeah. So the chef that wanted me to come back to Nashville had bought into, like we talked about this, bought into a restaurant group. He was kind of expanding the brand. 12 days ago, decided... He could not work with the other half of the, of the company and pulled out. And then 48 hours ago, the nine people that he hired were all laid off, including me. So when they called me into the office to tell me that uh, they couldn't afford our salaries because the amount of money they had to pay him for his half of the company, uh, I was like, you're fucking kidding me right now. Like, I just moved here from Seattle six weeks ago for this job. I've got this place back on the rails. Like the the sales projections we needed to hit, like it was crazy. They wanted to hit three hundred eighty thousand in sales a week, mm -hmm. and everyone's like, "Possible?" I was like, "It's fucking it's completely possible." And they're like, "All right, well, so, you know, game plan. How are we going to do it?" And I said, "Well, because everyone's like, you can't do it with this few staff." I was like, "You fucking can, because between five and six thirty at night, this one particular restaurant, we stand around staring at each other. There's no business. So what we're going to do is we're going to black out reservations from seven to nine thirty every night, and then the day before." We're going to open the reservation book back up. What that'll do is that'll force people to take reservations from 5 to 7 and from 9 to 10. So we're going to book into our reservation status. And then when we open up the next day, we'll fill in that two-hour that two gap. Mm. So what it did was it not only brought the foot traffic in that we needed to hit 380,000 in sales, but it also made for smoother shifts because you weren't just like slow build up to a kick in the dick and then, you know, drops off at the end. Right. So like, you're getting everything done and uh, they decided they couldn't afford us anymore. So as I'm in this meeting, my phone's blowing up. These other eight chefs are calling me. They're texting me. What the fuck just happened? Why are we all out of a job? Do you still have a job? So I walked across the street to one of the other restaurants, called Corey, said, I need to keep your apartment. He's like, you look pissed. I'm like, I don't even want to fucking talk about it, man. I'm, I'm staying in your apartment for the weekend. I'll figure it out tomorrow. So I'm relaying the story to him. And he's like, yeah, dude, it's the whole, like the whole restaurant group is just blowing up with the news that you guys left or you guys were, were, you know, quote unquote laid off. He's like, you know, half the chefs that are, that are here, you know, are asking me where you're going. Cause they're just like, fuck it. We're jumping ship and going wherever Adam goes. And I was like, well, I don't know where I'm going yet. So the next day minding my own business and I'm just, I'm throwing some resumes out on indeed. And I talked to my sister and she's like, yeah, you can go anywhere you want. You have no ties. I'm like, that makes sense. And all of a sudden my phone rings and there's a guy from Seattle, actually Whidbey Island, Seattle, which is the second largest Island in the country, just off the coast of Seattle, about 30 minutes ferry ride calls me to tell me that he needs an executive chef, makes me an offer over the phone, and wants me to buy his restaurant within the next three to five years. So I went from being unemployed to having a fairly lucrative position where I could be an owner again in three to five years within 24 fucking hours. That is a whirlwind fucking, that is God working in mysterious ways as far as I'm concerned. That's just crazy. Does God work in mysterious ways? Well, he took me from unemployed, I don't know, maybe, like, I don't know how it works. I've never worked with him. <laughs> right now i have no idea what's happening you know and when i told marcus about it marcus's head just spun he couldn't he couldn't fucking believe it and i was like well hold on wait for the kicker i said 
not only did I get laid off, I said, but then I got offered a job where I can own a restaurant. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah, man. So back to Seattle? I was like, maybe. He's like, Darian loves Seattle. I was like, yeah, I know Darian loves Seattle. Well, Seattle's great. I have, Seattle's a great drinking town. It's a great food town. I mean, the yeah. weather's the weather's shitty, but other than that, it's... What? You stopped mid-sentence. Well, I'm watching you drink Diet Pepsi. Oh, that's delicious. It's... Mm. It's chemicals. Uh, My body runs on chemicals. <laughs> yes, I, I know. Same <laughs> ibuprofen, you know, the goods. All the good shit. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's caught us up for the last 48 hours. Uh, so tomorrow morning, I'm uh, driving to San Diego. So I'll see you on Tuesday. Things to deal with uh, in my personal life on Thursday. And then I think Friday morning, I'm going to drive up to Seattle, see my family. And then by Monday morning, I'll be at Whidbey Island, checking out this restaurant, meeting this guy. You know, they, it's literally a phone call handshake deal. It's not as much as I make here, but I honestly don't think I could ever make this money anywhere else. The chef that brought us here, had lunch with him yesterday and he was talking about like the collective salaries of the nine of us was you know just over three quarters of a million dollars so he only has like three other restaurants and to absorb 750 almost eight hundred thousand dollars in salary uh that doesn't really that's not really a doable thing he's and i get that he is you know wait so, so they cut the group in half they cut yeah they cut the group in half the chef that uh that hired me and wanted me out here went his way back to his old restaurants and this group went uh, went their direction back to their old 1998 ways. I don't shit on them on the way out. Oh, they shit on me. <laughs> I feel like I'm just returning the poop. And sending and, the poop back to sender. Yeah, and that's and and that was the reason for the split is when they got together. Um, you know, the guy that that wanted us here was under the impression that we were going to be able to modernize and take this restaurant group has been around since the early 90s. And the guy that owns it thinks the things he did in 98 to make him successful are going to continue success through 2020s. And it doesn't work that way. Like people in Nashville, I went and got my hair cut at Scouts. And uh, the barber she and I were talking. She asked me what I did. I told her where I worked. And she looks at me, she goes, fuck off. Why would you work there? Like the reputation around Nashville for this restaurant group is so poor. And it's all because this owner is just a fucking shit bag control freak who can't get out of his own way. And will you know limit his success based on his own shortcomings? So I guess from that perspective, it's probably a good thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that's why the chef that hired me was like, I can't like if you're not going to allow us to do the jobs that we talked about doing before we made this deal, there's no point in me being here. So we left. And the guy that uh, the guy that retained the company promised Sean that or promised my bud that uh, he wouldn't fire any of us, and then he didn't fire us; he laid us off. Oh, well, see, that's different. Yeah. Did, did you get severance at least? Uh, I'm supposed to find out on Monday. So no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably draw a closet on Thursday and that's the end of it. So uh, no, no severance. Just a, a handshake, a, a gift yeah, card. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I got severed. <laughs> We're severancing you from the company. Enjoy. I hope you enjoyed your time here. Please yeah. leave. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for actually giving a shit about this this company for the first time in your in your career, and uh, we're just gonna let you. That's crazy. Yeah, dude, I put the hours in there too, man. I like, I, I I had that place on clocks. It was just running so efficiently, and you know, we changed the landscape of that company in less than six weeks. And uh, just to have it like ripped out from underneath you was pretty pretty heartbreaking. Um, back to Seattle. Maybe I mean I'm gonna go up there and check this out. Listen, when somebody wants to sell you a restaurant. And hire you for this kind of income, and it's on a cool island. It's like, 
I mean, I got nothing holding me to Nashville other than my love of the South. And so, Corey. Your love of Corey. Wow. Yeah, no. This this is this place is old. <laughs> your your love of living in garbage. <laughs> I feel like Oscar on fucking Sesame Street, man. Like I'm just gonna Oh, that's where he went down. When he went back into his trash can, he went down into Corey's apartment. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't show you the inside. Did I show you the spaghetti? No. Oh, so check this out. Mom's so apparently, spaghetti. Apparently he did a TikTok video where he was hand-making spaghetti and teaching people how to cook it. But uh, here's the deal. This was, I, I, asked, I, was, I looked at this place, I was like, Jesus, man, when did you do this? He's like, oh, two weeks ago oh no oh no oh my god pasta dough that <laughs> that is that's so you're telling me that's been sitting there for two weeks two, two weeks i almost feel like i'm in buffalo bob's house from uh from silence, silence, of the silence of the lambs that's what i feel like this is <laughs> i was gonna go to the to the auto parts store get a bunch of those uh like pine tree air freshers and start hanging them all over the <laughs> You should just hang them on every knob and just nail them to the wall. God, Dan, I was like, was like, you really stepped up the old insanity, haven't you, bud? <laughs> what are you doing, man? Oh, Jesus. I get that this place is rent control and for poor people, but it doesn't mean you have to act like that. Like, I mean, you can still have some dignity and take care of yourself. You know what? Uh, poor people actually have dignity and usually keep their houses clean. I, I feel that this is just, this is, I don't know what this is. There's a whole new level of just what is going on. Yeah, I went to the gym. I went to the gym to take a shower. As as you should. The yeah. gym probably has a cleaner shower. Even yeah, with athlete's foot like just all over the place. I would I would go in there shoeless <laughs> for, to use this place. But hey, you know what? I'm grateful for the staging ground and all of it. And to be fair, when I asked him for the key to his apartment, he didn't bat like he didn't even bat an eye. He was just like. There it is, man. Go. No questions, no nothing. So. Oh, well, he's a good friend. Yeah. Not a clean friend, but he's a good friend. Not a clean individual. Uh, more like a trash panda. But, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, teach their own. I can't figure out the, I can't figure out the Viking, uh, the Viking altar over here. I'm going to figure this out. When you're a tiny man, you need, you need people to look up to. So. I feel like he's looking up to the Vikings. Yeah. All right. I was like, is this a video game thing? Like, what is what is going on here? Like, is this, where does this come from? And he is a staunch that he is a pagan. And uh, oh wait, uh, no, God, God of War Ragnarok is coming out this year on on PS Five. He might be might be all about God of War. Yeah, he's gearing up for that. I get it. I see. <laughs> like like his pre is like his pre ceremony, his pre game ceremony. So anyway, let's catch up, man. Yeah, that was uh, my last 48 hours, but uh, I got some good stories. I got some uh, great events that have happened. Got to see some cool shit. And you're back on the road, so you'll see more cool shit. Fuck, no, not this road trip, dude. This is all the southern area. I'm not going to see anything fun. You can stop at, like, diners on, on the way. I'm like, not going to. You should, just like a couple. Hey, you might learn something. I learned that I want to get out of there as fast as I can. You're missing out on the opportunity. Don't believe that's true. At all. Eh, eh. The opportunity eh. of, of 
of, of seeing Central America? Listen, to be fair, I have stopped for gas in these little podunk fucking areas, and the gas stations alone freak me out. I'm not stopping for food. I oh. just be like straight through. You know what my favorite place to stop and get food is on road trips is the Chester's chickens. Those are delicious. Those are fucking delicious. But, but you, you can't find them. Once you're out of the southern states, man, they're gone. No, that's not true. You can find them in central Central California. You can find them in Arizona. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen them. But, but they're like, they're, they're, it's like one, and then it's like you won't see it again for like another 1,000, 2,000 miles. Here it's almost like Oklahoma and Arkansas. Well, mainly Oklahoma. Oklahoma, it, you see them everywhere. Mm. Like gas stations with Chester's in it. Arkansas, not as much. Um, but Arkansas, dude, that I cannot get over how absolutely drop dead gorgeous Arkansas is and how piss fucking broke that state is. It is so sad being there because the Ozarks. You should open up a restaurant there in the Ozarks. No one can afford it. No it's one the, can are you are you telling me that nobody can afford to go out to eat? Arkansas, no, I, I'm not saying that. I mean, yeah, I am, but it's more figured about literal. Arkansas is one of the most um, broke. It, it's one of the, the poorest states in the country. Arkansas, Georgia, or Alabama, um, New Mexico. Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah. I mean, these are not, but Mississippi has commerce. Like, you still have a lot of people going to Mississippi. You, have, you know, people visiting the Delta and going through that. People don't go to Arkansas unless they're going to, you know, unless they're going to the Ozarks. Right, the national parks, then. Yeah, you know, and and it's it's not a lot of people, believe it or not. It's it's less people go to the Ozarks than you think. I was surprised. More people actually go to Yosemite than they do the Ozarks. Well, I mean, Yosemite is one of the most popular national parks in the country. I think if people looked at the Ozarks and saw it for what it was, they'd be like, "Why am I not here?" Like it's Mm. beautiful. It's beautiful. Every time I drive by it, I love it. I don't stop there. (laughs) You don't stop there, but it's beautiful. Okay. The window. From the passerby. <laughs> yeah. Look, look over there. <laughs> yeah, at 85 miles an hour, it takes me almost 45 minutes past the Ozarks because they're so big. Oh, shit. I might have to put it on the list. Places yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, there's also like a uh, version of um, like Pigeon Forge out there, too. So, like, if you go to Pigeon Forge on your way to Gatlinburg, um, it's super high tourist. It almost reminds me of like, like the northern strip of Vegas mm-hmm. where. Uh, like the old part of Vegas where it's just like bright lights and just really fucking weird shit to do and super like kitschy and touristy and Pigeon Forge is like that man they've got like roller coasters and just weird shops well they've got a weaker that um I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, not accept this call uh, it's uh nope nope what to do fuck it anyway a cheaper version of that um that has like, some bad casino and uh you know, like the rides people get hurt on, and it's just like oh, that, sounds, that sounds super fun, though. Yeah, uh, one of my line cooks, uh, or former line cooks, I should say, at this point, got his ass beat there because there's, I guess, an Indian reservation right by there, and he got mm-hmm. drunk and talked shit. And one of the fucking people from the res was saying how hard life was in Arkansas, and he's like, "Yeah, I guess it's got to be hard not paying taxes your whole life." And like, really stepped up the fucking shit talking and got his ass beat at some bar. He was, <laughs> so I was like, "Why would you say that?" Like. That was the dumbest. He called some chicks uh, sat, like uh, Satchawakia or some bullshit. Like he was just, you would like he stepped the racism up, and I was like, "You're Filipino. Like, what are you even doing, man? Like, wow, you are just wildly inappropriate." 
Uh, he kind of he kind of earned that one. No, he yeah, <laughs> he, he yeah, earned he, that one. He he campaigned for that ass whooping and he got elected. Yeah, I was camp- Yeah, I was campaigning for an ass whooping the other night too. <laughs> did that. Oh, tell that story. That's a good oh, story. Yeah. I was at neighbor, so I went to to neighbor in Germantown, which is one of my favorite places to go. It's just dive bar, good food. And I was there getting dinner, uh, like I don't know, twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning, because I just got out of work. And this guy was like harassing these chicks. And he was just being a shitbag. And I had some people with me from work that are just one of the guys is a, um, a heavy lifter. So he's in like the strongman competition. So he's like, he can't scratch his own back. Um, I, I actually had to ask him one day, I said, you have so little movement because of your muscles. How do you wipe your ass? Do you have to call someone in for that? Or, or how does that work on the toilet? To twitch, he did not <laughs> answer me at all. So we're sitting there and this guy's just talking shit. He probably has he, a bidet. He, might, he should have a bidet. Mm-hmm. It's probably a two liter bottle of Pepsi with a hole in the lid. And he's just like, squirt. <laughs> anyway so this guy's just like he's harassing these women he's just being a douchebag and finally i was like dude you need to calm the fuck down he looks at me he goes and he kind of like muscles up and he goes to say something i was like oh man i see your muscle shirt showed up today or your muscles showed up tomorrow and he looks at me and he looked at his shirt and he's like and his friends just started fucking laughing their ass off at this guy and uh yeah that was i thought i was gonna go i thought i was gonna get in trouble for that one but apparently he had nothing to say and just left he didn't like that one it's your shitty internet I think Corey steals internet from the neighbors. Not the bar, but from his actual neighbors. From his actual neighbors, yeah. I don't uh, think he has it. I've not seen a Wi-Fi tower anywhere. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but I do see a cable, like a um, internet cable coming through the wall, like that stretches to the next apartment over. You want to see mm, it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. It's up to you. Oh, man. Yeah, this is the life, man. Fuck, I hate this. T- I hate this city. I love Nashville, but I hate this town. Well, you know, every, every city can't be a big city. Uh, just trying to dwell on here this morning was infuriating. Just, I don't have, like, I'm not racist by any stretch of the imagination, but I do hate dumb people. We've been like, over this. Yeah, and the people out here are just, like, I want to ha- host a spelling bee. I want to see how far that gets me. Like, really step it up and see how fucking stupid people are in this area. It's just bad. Wow. Well. Yeah, sticks in Tennessee. Yeah, that's true. And the educational system out here is not great either. I want to. I would gather that most of those people really haven't left the area either, so they yeah. don't have like world worldly experiences. Well, you know what I'll do is I'll find a few people that I deem underprivileged with no worldly experiences and put them on your coffee the month club, so they can start uh, traveling the world one cup at a time. Hey, you know what? The every sip is a delicious sip of. Absolutely. Zimbabwe, or yes. like you know, wherever wherever it's from this month. Oh, this is, this is North Africa. Tastes like tears of a cho- tears of an orphan. <laughs> oh, uh, oh. Hopefully, these people are sourcing from responsible locations. And oh, I doubt it. I not doubt it. not sourcing from the same people no. that source blood diamonds and shit. No, I'm I'm a hundred percent confident that this is blood diamond coffee. <laughs> It would uh-huh. be delicious. Yeah, blood, it would blood be. diamond coffee. Yeah. Mm. Tears of an orphan and animal <laughs> estrogen. This cup is delicious. <laughs> What's going on with this cup of coffee? Um, uh, but yeah, that's so, crazy. Yeah. So I'm going to miss Nashville. I, I, I'm not saying I'm not coming back, uh, but I'm going to take the drive to San Diego. And then from there, go up to Seattle and see what this guy's talking about on this island. And, uh, you know, if things work out, awesome, because I know you love Seattle. And if things don't work out, then I'll just head a little bit south to my sister's house regroup there and 
I can either drive back to Nashville. I can go to Savannah. I, I have applications in Savannah, in Savannah, Georgia, and in Charleston, South Carolina, because both cities I want to see. You want to do the Charleston trot in, in South Carolina? No, I don't. But I do want to see all the Civil War memorabilia. And that is actually one of the biggest things I will miss about Nashville is the the culture and the history of this town is just beautiful. I mean, it's it's the darkest history and it's the darkest part of American history. But there's a beautiful like if you read between the lines, there's there's a beautiful culture. I love I, I love being here. I love like feeling that in the air. And it's just it's it's a great place. But it's changed a lot, too, in the last 18 months. It's weird. I've only been here 18 months. and I can say that. But the influx of people moving here has changed the landscape of the city a little bit. What do you mean? When I first moved here, uh, I could really tell like the Southern culture, how beautiful this place was, how people treated each other, the, the way the food worked, just all the, all the nuances of Nashville off of Broadway. But they have had almost a million people move here in a year. I don't think and they had a million people. We have people a million moved. people coming in from New York and California and just all over the country. It thins out. I'm gonna the, Google. I'm gonna Google this, this misinformation kind of that you're, you're, that you're spreading. Sad. I'm gonna Google this misinformation that you're spreading because I'm I'm gonna fact check your shit because I don't think it's been a million people that have started moving to Nashville within the. That seems like a, a gross I, exaggeration. I didn't say a billion. You said a million. Yeah, One million. It's figurative. It's figurative. Your internet is still spotty as hell. Is it? Yeah, dude, you're freezing up like every two seconds. Oh, you're right. I am freezing. Yeah, oh my god, don't do that. Head <laughs> it's like uh, it's like <laughs> Max. I was gonna record it from my end. It's hilarious. It's like Max. Uh, Max Headroom. Was that was oh, that the dude from uh, right. yes, Max MTV? MTV. Yeah. yeah. So uh quick kitchen story for you because i don't know where we left off and your internet crashed on you one of our not our one of my former restaurant concepts got a new flat top in mm-hmm. about, uh, about a week ago and the chef he's like hey uh chef adam i was like yeah he goes can you help me out i was like yeah what's up he goes our new flat top got delivered today i was like good on you son he's like yeah but how do you season it i'm like what do you mean he's like well you know i know you should season these things first fire up right i was like absolutely he goes so what do i do i said well crank it up to high heat let it run for a few minutes to really get hot. Do a salt scrub. Dump some kosher salt on it. Scrub it into all the pores. Wipe all the salt off. Shut it off. And then finish it with some mirin. He's like, mirin? I said, yeah. Take a bottle of mirin. Put it on the flat top once it's cool. And then, uh, you know, wipe it into the flat top. You should be good to go. <laughs> Next morning, he sent me a picture of the flat top. It was blacker than midnight on Broadway and Myrtle. <laughs> the sugar from the mirin. Just kept cooking all night long. That's that's fucked up. You're so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I was laughing so hard when I saw it, and then I was telling everybody else about it. Like, dude, you're a dick. I'm like, that was that was funny. Those are kitchen antics. Those are kitchen antics, but those yeah. are dickish kitchen antics. <laughs> Come on, man. A quick beer and wipe. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if you believe that, I guess you deserve a black flat top. You know what do you want for me? Yeah, sure. He should have really... Googled it instead. He should have fact-checked me on that one. Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, that was hilarious to me. Anyway, I've been pulling some, some good kitchen pranks lately. Well, now you got time to think of some new ones. Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a two-day drive out of me. Oh, man. By the way, we got to figure out where we're getting tacos at, because that's all I can think about right now is Mexican food. 
I mean, we can we can go to Tacos El Gordo. That's that's a classic. We can go to Lola. Yeah. Uh, we can go to Lola. I love Lola. Lola is delicious. I mean, it's are not. They still, are they still doing that pop up taco place at that tire shop? Uh, no, I don't think they are anymore. I, uh, there's like a food truck that's there sometimes. Those were, those were fucking good. Those were delicious tacos. Oh, there is a there is another uh, taco truck that's a couple blocks toward the toward the five. So is it is it Mariscos? I, it's right by the Mariscos place. Okay, but, they got a lot of trucks. Oh yeah, there's there's tons of trucks around here. No, the Mariscos have a ton of trucks. Oh yes, them too. But yeah. there's also like a ton of like food trucks. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's just normal. So anyway, uh, where do we leave off before we uh, got paused by your? You were talking about how Nashville has changed as a city because of a million new residents. Well, a million is figured and not literal, so I appreciate your literality. That's a real word. But yeah, I, it's it's sad to see when... Well, it's like the first episode that you can't find when we're talking about how McDonald's and Pepsi and KFC have changed the landscape of India. Uh, but um, we, we found that on a later episode, though, because yeah, you, you redid it. I had to. I, thought, I felt it was very important. But it's kind of like that here. It's like the, the beautiful culture of the city is being... Your internet is still jacked. I know. I know. I got a fucking cox. Cox dicks. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jordan, Jordan, I watched most of that when she was here. Oh, really? I was like, you haven't seen Hot Tub Time Machine? Oh, Jordan. <laughs> you don't have the best of life pass you by. Let's do this. Great White Buffalo. Yeah, Great White Buffalo. She's like, what is that? I was like, we don't know. It's the Great White Buffalo. Dude, we, they had such a great time. Uh, both my daughters had such a great time when they were out here. And how could you not, dude? I was in like a that high rise apartment that I was in as a long term Airbnb was almost three hundred dollars a night. It was really nice, and I was in the heart of the city. And so when they got out here, man, like the first thing they said is, uh, "Can we go to Arnold's?" I was like, "Well, it's twelve fifteen in the morning. And you just landed. Arnold's doesn't open, but yes, we can go to Arnold's." Uh, so we went to Arnold's Country Kitchen. We went to Martin's Barbecue. We went to Peg Lake Porker. Um, Five Points Pizza. We did all the restaurants that I was working at. Um, we went to, there's a ice cream place here in the Gulch. Or actually, it's on Music Row where you can make your own ice cream sandwiches. Mm-hmm. You can custom order your top cookie, ice cream, and bottom cookie. Oh, no shit. Yeah. we. Uh, I took it to Franklin. We did... Uh, we did a, a different. We did a Franklin tour again. Uh, we went to a place called the um, the Factory at Franklin, which mm-hmm. was a stove factory from the late 1800s up through like 1963 or 64, and then the building became abandoned, or they just they stopped making stoves there, and somebody bought it. I want to say somewhere in the mid 20 teens, mm-hmm. and they ramped it into an artisan's mall. So they took all the stove pieces that were left over, like on the inside of the building. And they used it to make a guy called, um, his name is Metal Larry. And he's like a 65-foot-tall metal sculpture out front made with all stove parts that were left over when they got the buildings. No shit. Yeah, and on the inside, so they've left a lot of the original equipment in there so you can see it. But then they mm-hmm. built these kiosks mm-hmm. all through it where, like, all the local artists can come in and do, you know, their soap making and do, you know, artisan table work or... You know, there's there's like two breweries in there, like three coffee uh, like three coffee roasters. Um, there's a donut place. It's uh, actually it's a bakery called uh, Three Sisters Bakery. Mm-hmm. It's fucking delicious. Like it was it was cool to see. And then after that, we went to uh, the Confederate Cemetery. Dude, 
that place, so the Confederate cemetery is sits with a, uh, there's a mansion and they're telling the story of the, I think it's the, I forget the name of the, the family that owned it, but they had owned all this property. This guy was from Virginia. He moved to Tennessee. He was in government. It, it's funny because I worked on McGavick street. And so McGavick was actually, I think James McGavick was a Senator for Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, which so like the, just the names of everything around here. Anyway, so we're in this house and we're doing a tour of this, this home. And they're telling us about the civil war and the North was trying to get to Nashville as fast as they could. And the South had them surrounded at one point. And so in the middle of the night, the Northern general, I forget who he was, decided to have the army just walk out of camp, pack it up, pack up our, and we're just going to go right through their encampment and just start heading towards Nashville. Well, it's the middle of the night. No one fights in the middle of the night. So the army, the Southern army didn't think anything of it. And they ended up across the, there was one bridge that went from Franklin to Nashville. So they were getting everybody across that bridge when the Southern army woke up the next morning, ready for battle. And there was no battle. <laughs> so this house, they were talking about how that morning, the, the Southern army was about a mile wide. You know, the, the line was about a mile wide and they were going past this house. But the problem was the North had already dug in at this bridge and had that area targeted for cannon fire and everything else. So they were literally just annihilating anybody that got anywhere near them. So the house turned into a Southern hospital and somebody had bought the house at one point, couldn't stand the blood stains on the floor. So they sanded the bottom floor, but couldn't get the sanders on the upstairs. And so when you go to where the upstairs bedrooms, there's still like blood stains from the surgery bedrooms where people were getting amputated. Just like, it was shocking to see this. That's... And then oh, it was like, it was literally the most, one of the most shocking things. And it just brought everything like in, in like it just brought things to such a, such a reality. And then the Confederate cemetery itself is actually broken down by states. So it's like Mississippi, 107 people, and then their tombstones. Mm-hmm. And it was just like to be there and to feel that you're just like, wow, this is, this was a very real event. This isn't just something you read in the books. It was right, crazy. Right. And then we went shopping, had some lunch and yeah, man, the girls had such a great time. I mean, I, it's it's always nice to be in, like away from where you are all the time, and yeah. eating new things and seeing new things and learning new things and. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Arnold's is not a bad place to go eat at all. Oh no, Arnold's is delicious. I I feel like we've. Uh, you're having some you're having some real technical difficulties, aren't you? Yeah, I don't understand why why it's so shitty today. Me either. Usually it's me who's having a problem. So to be on this end of it, I'm pretty happy. Good for you. Yeah. So, you playing Wu Tang over there? Uh, yeah, yeah, that kind of day. I mean, you got a problem with Wu Tang, you got a problem with me, and I think you need to marinate on that for a minute. I'm, I mean, I think we all know we, I love Wu Tang. Yeah. No, oh, Wu Tang Nas, we got to see that show. L.A. Right. L.A. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good, good stuff going on right now. I saw, what was it? It was a uh, Mos Def and. Oh, Talib Kweli coming out with a new album. Yeah, but they're also doing a tour. Oh, are they really? Yeah, and I would love, dude. I would love to see Mos Def, Mos Def live one time. Oh yeah, you have to. You I'd have like to see, but it's too late now. I've seen I've seen Talib live. I have not seen Talib live. I'd like to see Mos. It's too late to see Tribe because you know. Rest in peace, yeah. Five. Yeah, rest in peace, Dog. I, honestly, like I know Q-Tip got all the love, but I think Five Dog was the real anchor of that band, of that fucking group. Well, you saw, the, you saw the documentary, right? I did. 
but I always felt that way, dude. His his rhymes were ridiculous. Yeah. Like, he was so talented. We had a conversation at work the other day, or what used to be known as my work. Uh, <laughs> my, my job formerly known as work. Formerly known as work. Uh, and we were talking about the most underrated rappers of all time. I Honestly, I threw the name Buster Rhymes out there. I don't, I don't think Buster Rhymes is underrated. I don't think he's underrated either. I just don't think he has shown the love he should be shown. Like, he was, like, you don't hear Buster Rhymes in the same conversations. But like, people talk about Wu-Tang all the time. You see Wu-Tang shirts on the street. You know, Beastie Boys. Like, there's so many different hip-hop artists that are out there. But I don't think he was behind Wu-Tang at all, as far as talent is concerned. And uh, I don't think he was ever really respected for what he did the way he should have been. Mm, true. He, he doesn't get caught. He doesn't get brought up enough in like top twenty-five conversations or top fifty conversations. Which he definitely. I think he should be in the top twenty. You know, honestly. Just, I, I, one of these days, I want I want you to put your list together: top top twenty-five MCs. Oh, that's yeah, a rough. Put list, put man. some put some time and thought into that before you just like start blurting out names. Well, I can tell you who would be on it. Maybe not in order. I know Method Man would be up there. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. Man, put no. some put some time yeah, and thought into it. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you that definitely uh, Method uh, is going to be up there unless I can just adopt the entire Wu Tang Clan into as one. Um, Buster Rhymes is definitely in the top twenty. Biggie for sure. Tupac, I'm not sure, man. Sometimes I love Tupac, and there's certain things about him I just didn't care for. You know, and I hate to say that's, that because I'm playing else, but that's that's blasphemy. It 100 percent is. But uh, you know, Will Will Smith would slap you for that comment. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Keep his actual fucking. <laughs> I don't know Will Smith would no. Will Smith would smack me unless I said Will Smith you're in the top twenty, and then he'd be like, Word. Get, getting jiggy with it." <laughs> yeah. He, Will Smith wouldn't. I don't think he'd be my top one hundred. Uh, probably not. No. Even though, even though "Summertime" is a, a really great song. Well, it's a classic for a lot of reasons, but he, I would have him somewhere between uh, Corey and Corey's TikTok videos for hip hop art. That's not fair. That's not fair to Will Smith. You're right. I'd have him somewhere between Corey and Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff's not a rapper, though. He's just a great. He's a great yeah. DJ. He's not a great DJ, but he did try to rap. Did he try to rap when? Uh, a while back. All right. Actually, and that's another great conversation is, you know, top five DJs. Oh, that's, well, there's only one. Premier. Well, DJ, DJ Premier. Yeah, DJ Premier is the top of the list. Yes. But, and the automator is great. So, <sighs> Let's see. Prince Paul. Prince Paul was great. Um, oh, there's this, see, that's, that's like a deeper, deeper discussion. DJ Quick? Well, he's a rapper. I wouldn't call well, him a DJ. Yes, his, his name is DJ. Yeah. Um, shit. There's another guy I don't think got enough love because the West Coast was so inundated with rappers at the time, but DJ Quick was great. Yeah, he, he flew beneath the radar. Yeah, he wasn't because the problem was he was from Northern California. Well, Central no, he Coast. wasn't. He was from he was from Compton. Compton, that's right. But he was a, he was coming out the same time. Uh, too short was getting all the love. Well, uh, well, too short. Dre came out. Snoop Dogg came out, and I mean, everybody like the DOC Some stiff competition. Yeah, DOC. You're frozen his... again. I feel like people are gonna know because the uh, flow of conversation got stopped. That is true. It did get stopped yeah. various times. 
So we might as well go ahead and put a disclaimer out. This episode came with many disruptions. I, I rebooted my internet, so hopefully... And for it, that, Darian apologizes. I, I do apologize. I'm very sorry. I, no responsibility for I mean, so, you rarely take responsibility for anything, so... Not true at all. Things go great. I take all the responsibility in the world. <laughs> all the credit. Just give me all the credit. Just give me all the credit and ship the bad shit to someone else. Exactly. Corey, Corey your bag arrived. <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny about that, though? Is I actually really do take responsibility for myself when I screw up. I, I have a deep-rooted sense of um, if I don't, then how do I expect somebody else to, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. That ma- so, makes a good leader. Makes a great chef. Yeah, well, you know what else makes a great chef? I give up. No, I'm, I'm seriously asking. because no, no, I... no. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. So where, where were we at before we got cut off last time? Uh, DJs. Oh, top. DJs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many good ones, but um, yeah. No, I really, I think that we should both probably do a list of our top twenty MCs of all time. You know what? I'm super down to do that. I will. I am too. I will. I will take some time off off of work, time at work, and then I'll just do and, it from my office. And you know what? Let's do this too. Let's do top five. Let's do our top five movies ever, and then wait. Kitchen movies or just movies? Movies. Movies in general. Okay. Our top top five favorite movies of all time, and then what we'll do is we'll get on Rotten Tomatoes with both of our lists, and we'll see who scores higher. Oh well, okay. Well, fuck! I should have said that because now we can just get on Rotten Tomatoes and see what the best movies are and pick those. <laughs> <laughs> so pick my top five favorite movies, my top twenty rappers. Just do top five of everything. We'll just, we'll we'll change the name of this to. Uh, Instead of uh, Tales from the Deep Fryer, it could be Adam's Life is Unstable or uh, Top 5 of Everything. I like Adam's Life is Unstable. I, I think that... I think I, that... Don't, I don't like that at all, to be honest with you. I try to find stability and uh, some normalism. Normalism? Nor- normality? I don't know. Well, well the thing is, you're still going to end up owning a restaurant somehow. So, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah, either way, I guess, uh, I guess we're going the right direction. This is still a, a podcast about owning a restaurant. And the truth is, I mean, I guess there there are worse places to own a restaurant than Woodby Island in Seattle. Yeah, any any place else. I mean, think of the seafood. Any the place east of the coast, east or west of the coast. East or west of the coast? Well, you know, east of the yeah. west coast. I, oh, I, think, I feel like anywhere in the middle of the country is probably like a bad place to own a restaurant. Yeah. If you're doing like a certain type of food. I don't think I would open up a restaurant in New Mexico. Unless you're... Uh, I, uh, yeah. I would I would go to Utah. Salt Lake City was fucking cool. And in fact, you and I should probably do like plan a three-day trip to Salt Lake City. Okay, any Salt place Lake- outside of like a, a big city is probably like a bad place to own a restaurant. What's well, funny, guess. Salt Lake City's not that big. But like, I, I mean, how it, tiny it was. It's like the size of El Cajon. It's Utah's biggest city, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's really small. Like really? it's yeah, it's it's shockingly small downtown. It's almost the size of what was that shitty place I went to in uh in Montana, Billings. It's like it's like smaller than Billings. No way. And Billings is gross. No way. It can't be that small. Maybe maybe it's the same size. It might be the same size. Salt Lake City's not that big, man. It really isn't. Like I was shocked to see how small it was. And Moab, listen, if we do a three-day trip, like we should plan a three-day trip to Salt Lake City. 
and then drive down the hill where I can show you where the deer exploded down to Mudhouse. <laughs> <laughs> you'll I'll, I'll, I'll take me. That. You'll I'll take me back to the scene of the crime. Yeah, I'll relive that memory with you, and I'll show you the car wash that I had to go to. Ah, excellent! I can't wait. Yeah, yeah well, you know, you should. Uh, you should really, really rethink that strategy because it was gross. I maybe maybe it'll happen again. I God, I hope not. It was it, it man. I still have nightmares. The blood, the sinew, the just like the the splatter. It was and the sound. Oh my God, the sound. That's what I can't get <laughs> in my head. The roaring of a diesel just coming up the hill at me at full speed, and the sound of that deer going liquid. God, it was bad. Can't make that, that shit up. up. No, no, you can. That was nightmarish at best. Um, anyway, no, I think I, I, I think like three days in Salt Lake City, then we'll drive down to Moab. Dude, Moab, uh, kind of want to go either in fall or spring before it gets hot. But Moab's a cool fucking town. Like that is whole it? area, it's, it, it's it's fucking it is a beautiful area. The rock structures are mm-hmm. gorgeous, man. They are really really beautiful. And then after that, it's just it's gross. All right, um, let's uh, let's plan it. All right. Well, maybe we should do a podcast from Salt Lake City. I'm 100% down for that. The Twilight Lounge where Ted Bundy hung out. Um, I mean, if you want to venture into true crime. Uh, no, I think there's enough podcasts about true crime and not enough about what we're doing, which I don't even know what we're doing at this point. I feel like we've gotten off the rails. Eh, you know, it's still about restaurants. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, so note to anybody who's listening to us. If somebody ever, ever, ever tells you to put Mirren on a flat top, don't listen to them. That's a bad idea. They're just, they're just being an asshole, per they're usual. <laughs> or when we uh, change the Brussels sprouts out. <laughs> so, oh, my God. So we took our Brussels sprouts from a pan-seared Brussels sprout. It, okay, so the whole recipe is convoluted. You, you take raw Brussels sprouts. You pan-sear them as hard as you can. Um, you deglaze with uh, sake and then chicken stock, and then they finish them with truffle oil and Parmesan. So they're fucking gross. <clears throat> so we switched it up and went with a, with a fried Brussels that we blanched and then fried. So the first time we went to fry him, there's this guy I didn't care for very much. His name was, uh, it doesn't matter what his name was. Uh, but I was like, hey, man, you want to help us uh, R&D this Brussels sprout? He's like, oh, really, chef? I was like, yeah, man, come on over. He goes, so what do I do? I said, well, you're going to put the Brussels sprouts in the fry basket. And when you dip into the fryer, you want to make sure you get close to the fryer so you can hear the sizzle and make sure they're actually cooking. He's like, really? I was like, absolutely, man. So he takes the fryer. He's like, hold on, bend in, man. You got to get your ear down there. So he gets about, I don't know, 12 inches from the fryer oil, dumps the basket in and starts screaming because the splat, the, the, the pop and splatter coming out of there basically gave him acne. Like he was so blistered and red. It was fucking hilarious. You're such an asshole. You're not laughing at all. No, no, I'm <laughs> laughing, but you're, you're such so an hard. asshole. That was funny as hell. It was so not funny. Not for him. Well, you know, don't be a dick. That's rule one of the kitchen. Uh, don't be a dick. You taught him not how not to be a dick by being a dick to him, is what you're telling me. Reverse psychology is still a thing. It's called nagging <laughs> nagging oh jesus yeah. oh my god here i am there you are you're welcome to our seven listeners Man. <laughs> I, I, I think we just lost two of them that's rude <laughs> but we made 
three more. Just saying. Um. Uh, anyway, I right, know. I think we should wrap this up. I All think right, we, we'll can, we can end on that story. 